This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe. Welcome to another episode of Preservation Oaks. In this series, we introduce you to professionals from museums, cultural, genealogical, and historical societies across the United States. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Good day, everyone. Thanks for being here. We have a great program for you today. We're back in the great state of Oregon. Last time we were in Oregon, we featured the Douglas County Historical Society in Roseburg, which, by the way, is the county seat of Douglas County. That episode was episode 29 with Cynthia Wilson and Dale Greenlee. For this episode, we don't have a Superstar Society guest. Let me explain. The South Umpqua Historical Society Pioneer and Indian Museum was scheduled for this episode, but unfortunately their president, Ms. Susan Waddle, has some pressing medical issues that she's dealing with, and there was no one else to take her place on short notice. So this episode is about the South Umpqua Historical Society Pioneer and Indian Museum from my perspective. I decided to go ahead with the episode without Susan as our guest, because I believe the organization is a value-add to the area, and as my sainted mother always said, it costs you nothing to be kind. So this episode is in honor of President Susan Waddle. I hope she gets better soon, and I hope you all continue your excellent support for this organization. If you're a resident in the local area, this episode will help you understand what the South Umpqua Historical Society has to offer, how you can participate and take advantage of the worthwhile events they sponsor, and how to best support them by volunteering and donating. This is Sean Thomas Radcliffe coming to you from Salt Lake City, and this is Preservation Oaks, the internationally syndicated original talk program on MicroStream Radio, where we feature information about museums, cultural and heritage institutions, historical preservation, and genealogical societies across the United States. By the way, our main platform is preservationoaks.podbean.com, but you can find us on nearly all podcast platforms as well as TikTok, Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. So wherever you listen to the program, I appreciate it very much when you like, comment, follow, or subscribe. Many of our listeners listen to the program while driving in the car. If you're listening and you'd like to be a guest on the program or if you have questions or comments about the program, Spin off an email to preservationoaks at gmail.com. On our next episode of Preservation Oaks, we'll be with our guest, Ms. Tova Brandt, the Executive Director of the Museum of Danish America located in Elkhorn, Iowa. I'm really looking forward to that one. 
All right, that being said, let's get this show snapping. Our historical May events for this episode. On May 1st in 1888, patent number 382,280 was granted to Nikola Tesla for the electrical transmission of power. On May 5th, 1809, Mary Kyes was the first woman to receive a patent. It was for a process for weaving straw with silk or thread. On May 6, 1851, John Gorey received the ice-making machine patent. And on May 10, 1752, Benjamin Franklin first tested his lightning rod. Franklin invented the lightning rod, iron furnace, stove, bifocal glasses, and the odometer. Thank you to ThoughtCo.com for the historic events for this episode. You can email us anytime at preservationoaks at gmail.com. Preservation Oaks is available for listeners on nearly all podcast platforms, as well as TikTok, Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube. All right, you want to see some of the natural beauty of this country, get on your favorite map app and go to Street View of Canyonville, Oregon. It's an idyllic, small, peaceful town in Douglas County, Oregon, with everything a body could need, including the South Umpqua Historical Society and Pioneer and Indian Museum. Douglas County is one of the 36 counties in Oregon. As of 2020 census, the population was 111,201. The county seat is Roseburg, as I mentioned, and the county is named after Stephen A. Douglas, an American politician who supported Oregon's statehood. The area was originally inhabited by the Umpqua Indians, a grouping of natives who spoke a variety of Penutian and Athabascan languages. Following the Rogue River Indian War in 1856, most of the remaining natives were moved by the government to the Grand Ronde Indian Reservation. However, seven families of the Umpqua hid in the hills, eluding capture for many decades. They're now federally recognized as the Cow Creek Band of Umpqua Tribe of Indians. This tribe manages a small reservation in Canyonville, Oregon, and has a casino hotel named Seven Feathers to represent the seven families who refused force removal to the Grand Ronde Reservation. Douglas County was created on January 7, 1852, from the portion of Umpqua County, which lay east of the Coast Range summit. In 1856, the Comas Valley was annexed to Douglas County from Coos County. In 1862, the rest of Umpqua County was absorbed into Douglas County. Some say due to the loss of population following the end of the early gold boom, while others attribute the absorption just simply to politics. Further boundary adjustments were made with Jackson and Lane counties in 1915. The borders of Douglas County are largely defined by the Umpqua River watershed. Almost that entire watershed of the Umpqua River lies within the boundaries of Douglas County. The heavily timbered county contains nearly 1.8 million acres of commercial forest lands and one of the oldest stands of old-growth timber in the world. Approximately 25 to 30 percent of the labor force is employed in the forest products industry. Agriculture, mainly field crops, orchard, and livestock, particularly sheep ranching, is also important to the economy of the county. 
The land of Douglas County is roughly half publicly and half privately owned. The wine industry came to the south end of the Umpqua Valley in 1961. The Umpqua Valley wine vineyards lie entirely within Douglas County. Now Canyonville, which is where the Historical Society is located, is the third oldest city in Oregon. It's nestled at the base of one of the most difficult passes in the Applegate Trail, and it was a natural stopping point for pioneers. Crossing the Applegate Trail was unbelievably difficult, and the services of the town were critical to the survival of the pioneers. The canyon was a rough passage for the early pioneers. In many places, the immigrants had to take their wagons apart and move them downstream by hand. Can you imagine that? Wow. It's like taking your car apart to move it over some kind of a mountain. Crazy. Now, Canyonville is situated at the north end of the Canyon Creek Canyon, where it opens into the valley of the South Umpqua, about six miles east of Riddle. Trappers used this route to California starting in 1828. From 1828 clear through to 1858, the area was traveled through by people mainly wanting to get to California or to get from California to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. In 1851, Joseph Knott and Joel Perkins operated a ferry across the South Umpqua, calling the settlement Kenyonville with a K. Knott built the first store, a small log cabin with a dirt floor. His stock consisted of the staple merchandise available, which were overalls and tobacco and whiskey. Later, he sold his store to Jackson Reynolds and Joseph Roberts. The two partners later sold the store to Jesse Roberts, who was the brother of Joseph. It was Jesse who, in 1856, built the Roberts Hotel and the Grist Mill. In 1858, he platted the town site and named it Canyonville with a C. The first post office was commissioned in 1852. When gold-bearing quartz was found nearby, a gold rush began. And in 1852, Congress appropriated $120,000 to build a military road from California to Oregon. The road through the canyon was not completed until 1858. The military road was used by freighters in the California-Oregon Stage Company, which was organized in 1860, and by other north-south-bound travelers until 1920. This became the main road to California until the arrival of the railroad. The gold strikes brought an influx of miners and settlers to southern Oregon, anxious to share in the gold bonanza. By 1852, pack trains were making regular trips from Scottsburg at the head of the Tidewater on the lower Umpqua to the mines in southern Oregon. Canyonville became an important way station. Rough canyon passage made rest stops mandatory. Supplying miners, packets, and early immigrants became good business in the area. Today, Canyonville is a nice town with schools, courts, a great library, and as I mentioned before, everything someone needs to get along. The Historical Society, the South Umpqua Historical Society, was organized as a nonprofit corporation in 1969 with the goal of building a museum to house historical artifacts of the communities of southern Douglas County. During the ensuing years, funds were acquired through donations and grants. 
1983, Lawrence Boyle, president of the society, donated an acre of land on which to build the future museum. Another significant goal was to produce an annual historical booklet about South County history. That booklet, known as Pioneer Days in the South Umpqua Valley, is dedicated to the preservation of the history of the South County communities of Canyonville, Days Creek, Glendale, Myrtle Creek, and Riddle, and the areas between them. In 2023, they will print their 56th issue of Pioneer Days in the South Umpqua Valley. You can get a copy from the Historical Society. Take a look at the website for more details. By 1990, the Huckleberry Mine Stamp Mill Building had been erected along with the framework for the main museum building. This building and the storage building, completed in 1991, were donated by the M.A. Hanna Company and arranged by Herbert Wedge, general manager of the plant. When the museum opened in 1993, it was the result of years of effort and hundreds of volunteer man-hours. In 1996, the Justice Building on the property was renovated. 2010 brought the dedication of a building to house the museum's collection of agricultural items. Funds came from a grant and donations from the Cow Creek Band of Umpqua Tribe of Indians and community business and individual donations. Now, speaking of the Umpqua Native Americans, the Umpqua people are an umbrella group of several distinct tribal entities of Native Americans of the Umpqua Basin in present-day south-central Oregon in the United States. The area south of Roseburg is now known as the Umpqua Valley. At least four tribal groups have historically lived in the Umpqua River Basin, the Southern Molala, the Lower Umpqua Tribe, the Upper Umpqua Tribe, and the Cow Creek Band of the Umpqua Tribe of Native Americans. Before European settlement in the regions, the tribes spoke several different languages. Archaeological evidence indicates that the Native American settlement in the Umpqua region began at least 8,000 years before the arrival of European settlers. The name Umpqua likely derives from a Tolawa word for a place along the river. Other theories report that Umpqua means thundering water, dancing water, or bring across the river. The Olinghouse Weaver Pickett Building, donated by Charles and Dolores Pickett, was completed in 2013. Let me give you the contact information for the South Umpqua Historical Society Pioneer and Indian Museum. The address is 421 Southwest 5th Street, Canyonville, Oregon 97417. The mailing address for the South Umpqua Historical Society is P.O. Box 1112, Canyonville, Oregon, 97417. The phone is 541-839-4501. Their website is org, and it's important to put the www. Something's wrong with the, with the translation or the IP or something. If you just put pioneerindianmuseum.org, you'll get a 404 error. If you add the www, Boom, you get through. The email for the society is info at southumquapioneers.org, and you'll also find them on Facebook. Okay? I mentioned that the South Umqua Historical Society was organized in 1969 in order to establish a museum in Canyonville, Oregon. 
The Pioneer Indian Museum opened in 1993 with historical exhibits of Pioneer and Indian artifacts. Its mission is to educate all ages of people about the history of Southern Douglas County so it can be passed on to future generations. The Historical Society and Museum serves the South Umpqua Valley, which consists of the communities of Canyonville, Days Creek, Glendale, Myrtle Creek, and Riddle, and the areas between them. The Pioneer Indian Museum showcases the rich history of Southern Oregon's Native American tribes and exciting pioneering heritage. The museum offers several buildings with exhibits and displays that highlight the history of the South Douglas County area from the days of the Indians through the coming of the pioneers. The main museum building has displays of furniture, crockery, cooking, utensils, and needlework donated by the ancestors of the pioneers who traveled with their wagon trains on their difficult journey west. One can discover native artifacts, including baskets, beadwork, pestles, and a display of tools and beading provided by the Cow Creek tribe. A large mural by a local artist replicates pictographs drawn hundreds of years ago by the North Umqua tribe. So, Canyonville became platted and settled primarily in the 1850s. It was a place of rest, resupply, and assistance for people traveling from California to Oregon and vice versa, and people who came to the area to look for gold. The settlers of the area had troubles getting along with the native people, but it looks like Oregon, Canyonville, Douglas County, as well as the Historical Society and Museum currently have a good relationship with the Cow Creek Band of the Umpqua. What a rich history this wonderful place has in our country. People in southern Douglas County on the Umpqua River recognize the need to preserve their history and to build a museum to hold the area's collections on behalf of the communities in the area. The Historical Society and Museum has enjoyed a lot of community support. We'll find out more about the exhibits on display when we return from the break, which is up right now. We'll be right back after the following important messages. Explore the history of Southern Douglas County, Oregon with the South Umpqua Historical Society and Museum. It's located in your own hometown and nestled in the heart of Canyonville. Bring your family, bring a friend, or just come on down to learn more about why they love Douglas County in Oregon. You'll find something for everyone at the South Umpqua Historical Society and Museum. For hours, admissions, membership, volunteer opportunities, contact information, and much more. Visit them at www.pioneerindianmuseum.org. You'll be glad you did. Ah, history. The aroma is like rich farm soil or a familiar old book, the flavor bold and decadent, the touch divine. And the stories? Yes, the stories are luxury simply defined. Introducing Preservation Oaks, a program featuring museums, cultural and heritage institutions, historical and genealogical societies across the United States. If you think you're familiar with the stories of history, you haven't experienced listening to Preservation Oaks, the program that invites you to experience each unique episode featuring professionals from these essential organizations. 
Select any episode from wherever you get your podcasts, then sit back and enjoy the luxury of history. The enjoyment's on us. This is Ruth Armstrong from the Genealogical Society of Lynn County, Iowa, located in Cedar Rapids. And I love listening to Preservation Oaks on MicroStream Radio. When I was new, I was solid as a rock and ready for work. I could carry 1,700 pounds. My frame was made of hickory, poplar, and my tongue from an ash tree. I was sold to Bill and Mary. They loaded me up almost every week with all manner of things to haul. Spot and Brownie were hitched up to me and we all went along to town. I also hauled things the family needed from town back to the farm. When Mary died suddenly, they put her in me for the gentle final ride to the cemetery. Bill kept using me all the time. Through all kinds of weather, I took a beating over those years. Then, for a long time, I stood behind the barn, alongside the thresher, unmoving and slowly rusting. I watched machines go by, hauling more than I can. Finally, I was loaded on the back of a flatbed truck, and they took me to a workshop. There, I was lovingly refurbished. They made sure all my parts were put back like new, and my wheels turned again. I was parked inside a museum. Electric lights show me off, and every day, people talk about how I'm made, how beautiful my wood is, and sometimes, occasionally, someone mentions Mary and Bill. I feel so proud that I can help others understand the past, which I guess I'm now a part of. Rather than throwing it out, please donate historical records and objects to your local historical society, today. Oh my god. I think I've had a bit too much history. I think I've been thrown into an alternate reality. Sort of a parallel universe kind of thing. Hmm, no, I think it's just that I'm identifying so much with the people of the past. Excellent. This is kinda nice, knowing how things really work and using history to make better decisions for the future. I'm kind of digging this. Wow. I love history. Oh my goodness. Okay now, that's much better. Let's keep on listening. Wherever you get your podcast groove on, you can get all the history you can eat anytime with Preservation Oaks. Join other listeners at preservationoaks.podbean.com and let us know what you think by sending email to preservationoaks at gmail.com. Nine out of ten listeners agree. Preservation Oaks is the best podcast on the internet. And now, back to Preservation Oaks. Welcome back. We're learning more about the South Umpqua, Oregon Historical Society and Museum located in Canyonville, Oregon. And we were reviewing the exhibits and buildings on display on the museum's grounds there at 421 Southwest 5th Street, Canyonville, Oregon. You can connect with them at 541-839-4501 or email them at info at southumquapioneers.org. Let's pick up where we left off. The Pickens-Matthews Building contains agricultural equipment and tools on the property. The Bureau of Land Management donated the old Huckleberry Mine Gold Stamp Mill. 
The picket building contains old tractors and cars and houses, logging and mining exhibits, as well as various other items from the pickets who donated the building. A wheelwright and blacksmith shop have been added to the picket building equipped with all of the tools needed to build wagon wheels and to forge the various tools needed by the pioneers. A large collection of miniature wagons is displayed in each shop. The building in which the former Justice of the Peace conducted court was donated to the museum. The building is replete with desk and chair, warming stove, and albums of marriages performed by the justices. The Cow Creek tribe of the Umpqua Band of Indians has constructed a winter structure of cedar planks. Native plants used as medicine and food are growing near the structure. An interpretive sign nearby provides information about the creation of the plank house and the native plants. In 2015, the museum completed construction of the wagon shed located at the north end of the picket building. In 2019, the South Umpqua Canyonville Fire Department donated their 1957 pumper fire truck to the museum. A shed was built on the east side of the picket building. The result is an attractive, solidly built shed that holds the fire truck and provides the museum with future expansion space. Local businesses provided the necessary rock, lumber, plywood, and materials to create this much-needed exhibit space. The South Umpqua Historical Society is funded primarily by donations from the public and from memberships. They also write grants from time to time and have done a lot of work with all three of those funding sources to make things work. The South Umpqua Historical Society welcomes new members to attend meetings and participate in museum events. Quarterly meetings are held the third Sunday of February, May, August, and November at 2 p.m. at the Pioneer Indian Museum. Anyone interested in local history is welcome to attend. The Historical Society creates a newsletter which is mailed to members before each quarterly meeting. An annual membership is $35, a youth membership is $10, and a 10-year membership is $200. There is a printable membership application available on the website. The Historical Society is excited about the museum moving forward, and you can tell they've done a lot of work over the years with a lot of community support. They very much appreciate the excellent community involvement and support they receive and thank everyone for it. Now to become a member, just contact the South Umpqua Historical Society and send them a check to P.O. Box 1112, Canyonville, Oregon 97417. Each year in August, the city of Canyonville hosts Pioneer Days, an old-fashioned small-town festival featuring a lot of different activities. There's a parade, live entertainment on stage, barbecues, pie auctions, cakewalks, bingo, and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. The Pioneer Indian Museum is open daily during that time from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. during the festival. For more information about Canyonville Pioneer Days, visit canyonvillechamber.org. Once a year in February, when the Pioneer Indian Museum opens for the season, they host school children from the local area. This year was no different, with 63 students from Riddle who visited the museum in celebration of Riddle's 130th anniversary of incorporation. 
The students had a great day learning about the history of the area, touring the museum and the various buildings on the site, especially the wheelwright and blacksmith shops. The Historical Society has done about 30 oral interviews so far, and those are available in DVD format from the website. And that's great news. They've interviewed a lot of the elders of the area, and those are available. I know the Historical Society is always looking for volunteers. They're looking to increase their membership, and there's always stuff to do at the museum and the Historical Society. There's maintenance of the buildings, painting, mowing, grounds cleanup, any number of other activities. So please coordinate with the Historical Society for more details. As I mentioned before, the South Umpqua Historical Society publishes an annual booklet called Pioneer Days in South Umpqua Valley, and that's a part of their mission statement. There's a book order form on the website, and you can order past copies of the Pioneer Days in South Umpqua Valley publication by printing out the book order form, filling it out, and then sending it in or coming down to the museum or the Historical Society and turning it in. They've been doing that for 56 years, so there are lots of copies available from 1968 all the way through 2022. They also have a couple of excellent local history books available from the website. The first one is Early Days in Oregon by George W. Riddle. second one is 100 Years in Canyonville, 1858 to 1958, Then and Now by Bess A. Claw. C-L-O-U-G-H. Now, as far as events go, they have a lot of events scheduled for this season. You can find those events on their Facebook page, and you can also find the events on their blog tab on their website. Their website also contains the history of the organization, uh, both the museum and the historical society, and articles regarding the growth of the organization and the support of the community. You want to call them or email them for membership, ordering books, or any other information that is needed. The contact information for the South Umqua Historical Society and Museum, once again, their address is 421 Southwest 5th Street, Canyonville, Oregon 97417. Their mailing address is South Umqua Historical Society, P.O. Box 1112, Canyonville, Oregon 97417. You can call them at 541-839-4501. Their website is www.pioneerindianmuseum.org. You can email them at info at southumquapioneers.org and find them also on Facebook. They open up in February and they close down for December and January, I believe it is. And they're open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., there's no admission charges to tour the museum. Donations are gladly accepted and group tours can be arranged. Just contact them. All right, everybody. Thank you for spending time with us today and learning more about the South Umqua Historical Society and Museum located in Canyonville, Oregon. Please help them by supporting this excellent organization. I really hope I've given listeners a good overview of the South Umqua Historical Society and Museum so that you'll visit and you'll donate and you'll support them and you'll volunteer with them. Uh, it's a great organization and it's well worth your time and energy. 
Don't you just love the South Umpqua Historical Society and Museum? For over 50 years, the Society's mission has been to preserve the history of the South Umpqua communities and to produce an annual booklet called Pioneer Days in the South Umpqua Valley. The Historical Society is dedicated to the preservation of the history of the South County communities of Canyonville, Days Creek, Glendale, Myrtle Creek and Riddle and the areas between them. For hours, admissions, membership, volunteer opportunities, and contact information, learn more about your society at www.pioneerindianmuseum.org and join them in accomplishing the mission. Do yourself and your family a favor by donating, joining, and volunteering today. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. It was probably very obvious that I have a cold, and I'm sorry about the audio on that. The South Umpqua Historical Society and Museum, located in Canyonville, Oregon, is truly one of our nation's preservation oaks. Music used today is from Track Tribe, Scott Holmes, and Symbolbird. Microstream Radio is a registered trademark. You can visit us at www.microstreamradio.com. This broadcast is owned and copyrighted by Microstream Radio. It cannot be rebroadcast, downloaded, copied, or used anywhere without the written permission of MicroStream Radio. Thanks to everybody for listening. This is Sean Radcliffe. We'll see you all next time on Preservation Oaks. And until then, keep on giving and keep on living the good life. <laughs>